Welcome to Southpaws, episode 541, I guess. Everyone in McKinney is dead. It's all right. They kind of, they might have deserved it. I mean, if you finally hit 101,000 degrees in Texas, I mean, you're pretty dead. And there's typical just a, Texas summer. Just a, a sea of cinder and ash. The blasted lakes are empty. And just fill, it'll fill in with the next rainstorm, and we'll have some urban renewal up there in McKinney. But as for us, it's just only 105. That's it. That you know, sweater weather. <laughs> <laughs> so we are back. It's been like a month since an episode actually hit the feed, and I'm kind of sorry about that. Oh, so, did you guys not record at all? While well, I okay, so I got to explain what happened. <laughs> so after we got back from Anthrocon, we recorded an episode with Ajax Fuzz and I, mm-hmm. and I recounted in to some length of a mishap that occurred, and after the fact, it was discussed and resolved. And I was like, you know what? Look, I'm not going to blow smoke up these people's ass. I'm not going to just put it out there, whatever. So I spiked the episode. Wait, really? Yeah. Your um, an- the Anthrocon review like, episode. I could edit it out. But it was like a chunk of episode. I could post it on the Patreon or whatever. Yeah, like part of the reason I called y'all over was like y'all both just came over from Anthrocon. Okay, Your the memories file. are fresh. It's still around. I didn't delete it. I never delete anything. All of our blackmail is you still did. on my computer. She didn't even tell me about this. We hadn't talked about it. And then the episode we did, you and I, the uh-huh. audio went all fucking staticky for some reason. Oh. Like was doing the editing and just go and I just for random reasons so i think the cable i have is going out oh. for my or it could be my microphone the yeti oh so mm. the one thing i could really do about that one but that episode is me just bitching about like the drama cycle and the the solution was just get the fuck off twitter and i kind of have right so you know <laughs> just get off twitter that's a real easy solution <clears throat> the, the the weird teens can't be weird in your minchies if you're not on twitter to have minchies i mean you're not wrong. So have munchies, not menchies. Exactly. There we go. And that was just it. And then last week you got stuck on work call, and we were all kind of tired. So eh, whatever. But anyways, we're here. We're queer. We're back from Anthrocon. We're back from summer. Uh, we're surviving the hundred one thousand degrees in the local proximity. You know, it's really good that the air didn't catch on fire down here because McKinney's not that far away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're back. She was back. We all had our adventures up north. Well, she and I did. And mm-hmm. then you just were here. You were our dude in the chair, Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you were the guy in the chair who uh, helped us manage things while we were up there and slinging books. And when I wasn't sleeping for sixteen hours a day. Well, that that's a you thing. <laughs> we all, we all make choices in life, Fuzz. So yeah, we're back. Still alive. And you know, it's time for siesta almost. We're like what three weeks out from that, maybe? Uh, no, no, two. Two weeks. Okay, right, yeah. right. It's the first weekend of August. Ajax has been like pretty like stoked about it. Like he's doing like a lot of plans for what he wants. Well, hey, I mean, we've got a room. We're gonna we have a plan for in terms of what stock we're taking. Yeah, we throw a double birthday party during it. It's not gonna be like a big deal on our part. Yeah, you know, I don't have to shepherd my parents around. I'll I'll be there to assist them if they need it, but like, yeah, they're there on their own recognizant. They're being adults and stuff, so I'll be around to help if they need it. But I'm gonna be at the for planet table slinging books. Yeah, yeah everyone, come with us for us. I mean, if I need to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're back and prepping for the con is like the biggest furry thing that we're doing right now. Mm. I I mean, I successfully finished reading uh, Love Match Two. Oh, good. So that's finished, and I'm working on the edits for Mysterious Affair of Giles that was narrated by Husketeer. Oh, nice. Uh, because she has the perfect voice for that particular book. Yeah, it's well British. Yeah, she's very British. Um, very, It's a very good audiobook, and I just <clears> need to do some more tweaks. There were some minor edits that Kyle got to me. But they're at San Diego Comic-Con, so like, I'm not expecting edits back on either of the books for a while yet. Yeah. So I can... Focus on Giles, get that done, and then I'll start on Love Match 3, where... Where will the sad tennis boys go now? <gasps> like, I, I say that as somewhat reductive, but the, the tennis boys, they are pretty sad. Did someone take their balls? Uh, well, there's... <laughs> no, it's fine. The The primary conflict between the two main characters is that one of them kind of sucks at tennis when it's a tennis romance. That's a problem. Man, but they're eighteen-year-olds. You're taking all the tennis out of it. So I have to say, and I've said this before, 
Kyle writes very effective teenage characters in that you want to grab them by the scruff of their neck and shake them like maracas. <laughs> um, because they're being dumbass teenagers in a very dumbass teenager way that mm-hmm. is relatable as someone who was once a dumbass teenager 22 years ago. The, the re- right. It's too real. Yeah. So it's, it's very relatable. It's, it's a good book. But also, like, I'm reading it. You know, that's why I've been doing side project stuff on for funsies too. Finally posted some stuff to FA for the first time in a long time. Oh, cool. Um, I posted the Rust of the Royal Rocket Dog by Tempo, which is this little short six minute thing. And then I posted a preview file for the Who Dreams of Electric Dogs by Dark Violet. Oh yeah. And mm. posted a link to the Dropbox so that people could download the full hour long file. Mm-hmm. Because it's <laughs> For Affinity has a 10 megabyte upload limit on the audio, so that's not an hour-long audio. That's not going to work. No. Even, like, crunching the bitrate down did not help it much. Yeah. So, you know. You don't want the audio to suck. No, so it's 196 kilobyte audio on Dropbox. I was informed by somebody that that I have provided orgasms for people across Europe and and the Pacific. So Uh, Nice. That's mission fucking accomplished. (laughs) So that makes me feel really good. So the next thing is, yeah, I've got to finish the edits for Giles, and then I'll probably do some fan pro- some funsy stuff. Mm. Where my, my idea of a funsy stuff is like I find an author whose story I like, and I read it. I run up like a like a cat offering you a gift, drop it at your feet, and run off. <laughs> like, hey, I liked mouse. your story. Here's an hour long file of me narrating it. Mm. I really enjoyed reading the fucking. Um, <laughs> you you just lean in real close to their ear and go, the fucking was my favorite part. <laughs> Tempo was very appreciative and so was his editors. Mm. That's all I got to say. So awesome. that, that has been a lot of my recent stuff is just existing. It's kind of nice. Like mm-hmm. getting ready for a siesta and then like being productive on the audio front. So that's nice feeling. Just vibing, man. I mean, I've gotten the fuck off Twitter for the most part. Like, I still have my AD and I still post stuff on that, but that's my AD, which is not public facing, which doesn't have a lot of people following it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, I'm I'm really tired of dealing with the furry drama cycle. And so I've decided to bounce the fuck out of that. Good. So I'm just like, I'm over here to just like make obscene bestiality jokes. You're 30 or 40 years old and do not need this. Yeah, I'll make a joke about, like, Zygards and stuff, because the new Pokemon Go event Pokemon, mm-hmm. it's like a mythic. Do all this bullshit, and you get this Pokemon that's like a dog, mm-hmm. like okay. a little Greyhound-looking dog. And yeah. I got the super tiny version of it, which just makes him only four feet tall, 75 pounds, which I'm like, that's normal dog size. That's yeah, like, but it's not like mythic pokemon yeah that's their side of the planet well in this particular case it's like you gotta do all this bullshit to find the stuff to evolve it i'm just like i probably will never will i named it after the dog from final fantasy 16 torgal is playing that at all shiva yes he's been playing i haven't watched any of it has he shared any of his opinions uh that it was more movie than game is the biggest one i've heard yeah, so this is, I guess we'll talk about this, because Final Fantasy sixteen is the third time that I've purchased a PlayStation console for a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. I got a PlayStation 1 for Final Fantasy seven. I got a PlayStation 2 for Final Fantasy ten, and now I've purchased a PlayStation 5 for Final Fantasy sixteen. I've played Final Fantasies 1, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, Tactics, 10, 10, 2, 11, 12, 14, and 16 now. And Mystic Quest and a bunch of other Squaresoft shit. I am like a big Final Fantasy nerd. So I'm just like, all right, guess I'll buy a PlayStation 5 for this game. Wink. Because I'm also using it for free Fiesta. So like, it's an excuse. But a friend let me use her discount and stuff to buy it. Mm. So it saved me 80 bucks to buy it and made it basically the cost of the console minus the game. <clears throat> so it worked out fine. Nice. So this game is, yeah, like, like Sam said, is a lot of movie and not a lot of game. It's very much a Devil May Cry action game with Final Fantasy trappings. And it's very much on the Game of Thrones side of things with all the violence and the death. And very, 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 like, practically zero lightheartedness at all. Mm. It is a grim, dark slog. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. The main characters are traumatized as shit. It's not a feel-good game. 
at all. Mm. And I'm actually pretty disappointed in the game. Sometimes you need... We need some levity in our lives. Just a little bit, right? Okay, so dial it back a little bit. In Final Fantasy 16, the main narrative is slavery is bad, and it sucks, and people dehumanizing other people for being slaves is awful. It's as subtle as a brick to the face, which is fine because gamers sometimes need this shit. Mm-hmm. But it is almost fucking comical in how they depict slavery in this game. Oh? So slavery in Final Fantasy 16 is... The average person can't use magic at all. Mm-hmm. They have to use these crystal, the crystal shards to to use the ether to do whatever. And it's all minor shit. Cooling fish, making water. It's very simple shit that the average person can do. But there are certain people that do have an innate ability to use magic. But they're not a lot of people. And so society, instead of being like, holy shit, you are gods among men, they're like, you are now the slave caste in our society. And you're going to use your magical ability to heal my bruises as a soldier or use your wind magic to dry my fucking laundry or wind magic to trim a bush. It's just fucking stupid shit. Uh Also, using your magic slowly drains your body of its magic reserves and turns your body to stone to the point that most bearers are worked literally to death where you turn into a stone statue, fall over, and break. So you can't replenish the magic? No. You, you like, have a finite amount of magic in you, and when your slave master burns you out, you just die. And, like, the main character gets captured and enslaved, and is treated like shit throughout a good portion of the story. And the second area you go through, like, the first area is like, yeah, you know, we don't like the branded much, but there are people who are sympathetic. And then the second area you go through is, these people view the brand, the the bearers, the branded, as lower than dogs and fun to be killed for sport. There is a quest, there are two quests right next to each other, which really stand out, where one, this rich noble fuck is like, hey, go help my son, there is a wolf menacing him, please, quickly, you're a bearer, go take care of it. And you go, and there's just a regular-ass wolf enemy, and you fucking murder it. And the kid's like, wait, no, that's not fair, Wolfie's not supposed to die, you're supposed to die. And off to the side, there's like, multiple corpses of these slaves oh that's fucked and you go back to the guy and you're like yo what the fuck and he's like how dare you talk to me slave you're not the one i ordered how dare you and the little boy who's like fucking ron not weasley fucking uh lucius malfoy Uh think about like how he talks he's like daddy daddy we need to get a bigger wolf a better wolf that'll snap his head right off his shoulders he's like yes my son we'll get a better wolf and we'll kill this bear where he stands and Now, bear in mind that you're not an emaciated slave. You're literally like a a six-and-a-half-foot-tall man with his big pecs out and a sword as tall as he is on his back. Mm -hmm. And this guy thinks he's fucking untouchable. And you're like, you literally walk off, and you're like, man, fuck this noise. And you go and you bury the the dead slaves. And another guy comes up and helps you, and he's like, hey, you know, thanks for taking care of that wolf. I'm sorry these people died. Not everybody thinks it's like this, but we are in the minority. And then you hear off in the distance the sounds of screaming and, oh, and the guy's like, oh, sorry, you know, the problem with inviting a wolf into your house, eventually he'll rip out your throat. Like, the guy had set wolves upon these guys on the way over to help bury the corpses. And when you go back, there's not bodies or anything. There's a big pool of blood. And it's like, all right, well, those fuckers got what they deserved good. And then there's another one where a little girl's asking you to help her find her pet, Chloe. Chloe had white hair and loved to wander through the fields, and you're to assume it's a dog. It is not a dog. It is this person's little girl's pet slave who has wandered off and died. Jesus. And then she comes up and he's like, oh no, my Chloe died. I'll have to get another one. It'll be months before my dad gets me another Chloe. And the main character is like, listen here, you little shit. This was a person. This was like, this could have been your sister had she been born in your family. She is not a pet. She is a person. And then the girl starts crying and you get the quest complete notification. <laughs> you were there to make a little girl cry. Yeah, like okay. you have made the little girl cry. Here is some I was going to say, do you just reach out and just snap her fucking neck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it is fucking comedic mm. how batshit evil everybody is portrayed in this game. Mm. Then you go to yet another area, which if you use the active time lore tells you treats the bearers even worse. They view the use of magic as like a mortal sin where they just fucking kill you on the spot. And it turns out they're sacrificing slaves to their volcano God. So that's fun. And so it really kind of frames the whole main thrust of the game of I'm going to 
blow up every fucking crystal on this planet, so help me God, mm-hmm. uh, into, you know, makes him reasonable, honestly. <gasps> the burn. That's how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> he actually made a kind of prescient like that there is an area in final fantasy 14 called the burn oh <laughs> where basically all the magic's been sucked out of the land uh-huh. and that's what's been happening because there's all these fuck huge big crystals that are basically sucking all the magic out of the land into themselves so they're growing bigger and bigger and bigger but at the cost of making all the land around them dead and turned to ash for those at home that was a star trek reference <laughs> okay but i mean it's the same difference all the life has been completely fucking sucked out and like your goal is I'm going to fucking blow up that crystal because fuck these guys. Mm. And you blow up the fucking crystal and that releases some of the ambient ether back out into the world. And I'm assuming that further shit happens. I'm only literally two thirds of the way through the game. But I have to say that like in terms of being a Final Fantasy game, it's more Game of Thrones than Final Fantasy X per se. And brutal. Yeah. And brutal as shit. There's like just, I just finished a portion where you fight the Titan guy the first time. And Mm. The Titan guy has brought his personal army to the hometown of the main character that he hasn't been to in a long time, just literally slaughtering everybody in the fucking streets to draw him out. And you have, like, people screaming, I yield, I yield! They just fucking get stabbed in the fucking head. It is, like, the character reacts like, holy fuck, I did not think it would be this bad, oh fuck. And the other character with him is like, I'm with you, but yeah, this fucking sucks. So the characters are all very traumatized. No kidding. I and wonder why. it's, oh, well, like, prior to that, you come upon, like, a group of, a town that has been emptied of people and all the magic slaves lynched in the town square. It's a very dark game. I can't recommend it. Like, I'm gonna finish it because I'm most of the way through it, but honestly, it is the most un-Final Fantasy-ass Final Fantasy game I've ever played. So, that's my review. Don't fucking buy it, honestly. Like, as somebody who plays Final Fantasy fourteen, like, there's all the little nods to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of like, at the very end of the game, it's going to be the main character from Final Fantasy fourteen closing a book and going to the character like, hey, this shard, this reflection, it fucking sucks. We're not going there. Another character agreeing with them. Wait, it's going to be the final episode of Enterprise? Yeah, where they're like, <laughs> oh, that fucking sucks. And they throw the book in the fire. We're not going there. Because, like, one of the big deals of 14 is it's all multiple dimensions that are parallel to each other. Oh, okay. And you're figuring out ways to cross them. Right. As, as the current story progresses. Mm-hmm. And it just be like, oh, we're not going to that one. It sucks. Phallisthea? More like Trashathea. Into the garbage bin you go. Hmm. I mean, I finished Final Fantasy... I mean, I finished Legend of Zelda. That was fucking good. That was a great game. Yeah, Sarah's been picking through it. I, uh... He stops, he starts, he stops, he starts. I... I, 120 hours-ish? And I... I mean, I had... I did all the shrines, so I got the little guy outfit uh, that turns you into a furry. (laughs) Turns you into a Zonai. So, that was fun. Like... It was a very good game. The last zone, last fight was really good. You got to have all your buddies come up and help you. You got to have a big fight with Ganon. Everything I heard is it's, it's solid. Oh, it's a great game. Very solid. Like, the contraptions and shit you make are really fun. The stuff that people have made is really amazing. The Korok torture is pretty funny. Yeah, it's just... <sighs> I need to go see my friend and you make it's a like fucking here's... cart with a cross on it and you glue the Korok to it and detach your horse and take in there it's like here's nintendo up this is how you make a video game Boom. yeah yeah just it's did they have different writers on these games or something because oh, vastly different writers okay. legend of zelda is owned by nintendo oh right yeah and okay. final so fantasy was... 16 is some other fuckers i was thinking difference between like 14 and 16 and i forgot that you well 14 and 16 do have different writers now and have vastly different scopes mm. if you want to see a dumpster fire fucking diablo diablo yeah like i've heard nothing but bitching about that game what's the deal wait that's not the bear fucking game is it no No. we'll get to that in a minute okay no it's it is in spirit really a good you know but it's got some major flaws and then they keep doing weird stuff with balancing and like i played a necromancer in like the beta Uh like the stress test really enjoyed it but people, you know, complained about their pets, so they nerfed them to the ground so that they are completely unusable now. If you're in any kind of, like, boss fight, boss sneezes, everything's gone, then you're spending the next five minutes summoning, raise, corpses. summoning all your guys, and then they instantly get popped. Well, but they've just been nerfing and weird balancing, and it's just, like, it's got the bones of a good game. Like, a really good bones. 
Mm. And then it's just... It's That's the problem like, with Necromancers. The bones were too good. Yeah. Like, there's Path of Exile, right? Uh-huh. Sarah has played and played and played and played and played. It is kind of like a spiritual successor to earlier Diablos, except they've taken the genre and done a lot of fun things with it. And apparently the folks who did Diablo didn't play any of it to see some of the, the things that are more modern games are doing and to take some ideas of, hey, people like this, let's... Yeah, so it's short on quality of life stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no storage space. Good luck. Everything is so expensive. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's... It... Like, it's fun, but it's not replayable. Like, it's I don't have any urge to keep replaying it like the old Diablo. Yeah, because, I mean, I put an obscene amount of time in Diablo 3. Oh, yeah, I played season after season of that. I eventually stopped after I stopped playing Blizzard games, but, like, they had the Necromancer in a pretty good spot in 3, last I thought, and then they just fucked it up in 4. It depends on the season. Like, with doing seasons, it vastly... They, they did some rebalancing... There'd be different builds and things like that. Yeah. But just it. it I mean, I mainly played wizards, so. I but, played monk. A but lot running of monk. around with a fuckload of those little dudes killing shit's fun, because you're just like one little gangly guy, and there's like thirty skeletons around you, just fucking shit up. It's great. Yes, Sarah played wizard sometimes. Because um, we would play together sometimes, hunter. and same with uh, Tyrion as well. Like we would get together and do some roll around and kill shit. That would be fun. But like I said, the, there's, there's nothing like replayable here. Yeah. Well, because like I'm also really glad that Final Fantasy 16's only quote unquote gonna be like a 30 hour game as opposed to a 80 hour game. I'm not gonna go and replay it. I'm gonna be done and be like, well, that sure was a video game, mm-hmm. and it's just a gray and drab world with shitty people and. Like, the main character wanting to burn down the world is completely relatable because everything sucks. They knew y'all couldn't handle it for more than 30 hours. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, Diablo 4, eh. Though it is really funny because, yes, the bear fucking has brought Baldur's Gate to the world. Baldur's Gate, that's what it is. Baldur's Gate 3, bear fucking extravaganza. Right. Um, How long has that been in the game and just people just didn't notice? So, the the romance and relationship system is been in the game i guess but it really was under the radar the game has been actually out in early access for a couple years now but the problem with the game being in early access is that whenever they issue a new major patch you get your progress wiped so there was really no encouragement for you to get it then but once the game hits release in like two or three weeks there won't be any more resets and you'll be able to play the game entirely but because it was under the radar people did not understand the relationship systems and the fact that you can fuck the druid in bear form, we're doing a live stream, right? And they let the crowd choose the options. And you have like four different ways you can back out of fucking this druid in, in human, in elf form or bear form or whatever. But the crowd was like, no, fuck that bear. And there's a bear sex scene in this game. And people are like, yo, GameStop, I want to, I need to pre-order the game that lets me fuck a bear. <laughs> and... You know, this is going to revolutionize video games. You know, can you pet the dog? It's fucking over with. Can you fuck the bear? That's the future. <laughs> you know, is there bestiality in this game? <laughs> yes or no? Bear and Breakfast suddenly takes on a brand new uh, term of game. You know, they add a new DLC. They're romancing where the bear can, you know, fuck the guests at the Bear and Breakfast. You know, let's just let's go for it. <laughs> But the other thing, too, that people have realized, like, oh, shit, the core fans of Larian's games are the ones who've been playing it. And things have been in the game for a while that didn't get What's the What's a Larian? Larian is the name of the, co- is the company that produces it. Okay. <laughs> where you can customize your characters and you can be a big-titted drow lady with a big old dick. <laughs> you can have custom genitals and give them 30 seconds and their tiefling will have a two-foot horse cock. Do not worry, because the modders, they're coming, so you can come in. The... <laughs> But the actual interest in the game has shot up massively as it's gotten closer to 1.0 release. And that's kind of probably going to be my next game that I play after I finish Final Fantasy 16 and Ratchet and Clank. 
You know, the only downside is people are only playing that scene over and over and over. <laughs> Look, man, you know, that one book that won the Canada Literary Award called Bear, you know. Oh, yeah. The, the, they're a Canadian company. It's just part of their national identity. Fuck yep. the bear. <laughs> so that's coming up. They've got like 11 or 12 races in the game and a bunch of different classes. It's a very, very fleshed out D&D 5.0 game. Mm-hmm. It has the official licensing, so it has all the abilities and all the bullshit. Like a while ago, I was talking up Celasta Crown of the Magister, which had a OGL version of the license of 5.0. Which means that it could have the mechanics, but it couldn't have some of the things in Final, in Dungeons and Dragons. It was the generic license, basically, so you couldn't have like Illithids or Beholders or certain races like the Dragonborn or Arcakra, the bird people. So now you can have those people in the officially licensed Baldur's Gate Three um, coming out soon. Ball harder, ball bear. Yeah, and they, you know. And they're saying, like, oh, there's, like, 17,000 different combinations, which is always bullshit, and they acknowledge it and such. It's just like, well, there's a lot of possible paths you can get to the ending, but there's still, like, a dozen different actual endings to the game. Mm. Um, So that's neat. But all of them require bear fucking. Yes. If you are not balls deep in a bear, or the bear balls deep in you... You you cannot complete the game. Now, see, if they're (laughs) really brave, they'll let you change... let you pick the druid's animal wild shape form so you can do fun shit like wolf or buyer badger and if you're a real freak like giant spider <laughs> do not fuck the giant spider <laughs> so you know mm. it, it's you know good christian video game <laughs> yeah. you know, we're loving all of god's crazy creatures here uh-huh. and arachnophilia <laughs> i want to be fisted with all eight hands it's not called worstiality fuzz <laughs> <laughs> get to drop that line in a live podcast there's, <laughs> there's the one joke the other thing too is uh it was just so funny that this dropped at the time that everyone's trying to discourse about what's ethical furry porn and yeah it's mainstream companies like hey you want to know something fucking cool you can bang this bear <laughs> and the crowd's like fuck yes bear fucking yeah and this is not a crowd of furries this is just these are this gamers. is normal men innocent men people just need that little bit of strangeness in their life yeah you know, there's, there's a reason that you know there's a whole subgenre gay velociraptor ghosts haunt my ass thanks chuck tingle <laughs> <laughs> though his actual uh chuck tingle's actual novel camp damascus is apparently out it's apparently i heard it was either out or coming out soon yeah. but yeah i saw I, it mentioned the other day actually i think one of my california chat friends mentioned they'd gotten it on they got their hands on it oh probably at comic-con probably yeah, yeah. so that's cool i like, think ursula vernon wrote a blurb for it yeah Okay. Like I saw a Chuck Tingle tweet where he was talking about the blurbs from Camp Damascus, and I'm like, that's cool as hell. Like, because everyone's like, oh, it's, he's an AI. No, Chuck Tingle is Chuck Tingle, and they they wrote a full ass novel. Yep. That's not you know Harriet Porber or whatever. No, it's it's an actual regular mm-hmm. novel, not a two dollar sex scene. God bless Chuck Tingle. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like that's. There's still people that are doing weird kinky art, and people are are there for it. There was another one coming out where like kids horror anthology called Scare Waves that like uh, Anderson did. He's he's a horror artist that finally got some mainstream publishing stuff, so that's cool. Oh, it, nice. it's neat whenever you see artists being like, "Oh shit, I got my comic cover and I contributed to this." That's like, mm-hmm. Yes, making queer weird art is that spooky do is also great yeah that was like one of the things that we don't often have a lot of is horror when it comes to furry at least like for planet carries right but yeah there's a um wait oh, yeah it's fenris now they've done a few yeah well because i mean there's like there's abandoned places which has some dread and horror elements you've got mm. inhuman acts which is noir which has some horror elements like a blacker dog mm-hmm. um but now you have like dry spell which is yes. urban fantasy, horror, furry, set in Prohibition era with zombies and werewolves and shit. I won't be narrating that one. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> so, you know, horror is candy for everyone. If you that's your thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's cool that we've got some new product. Because, I mean, again, 
Anthrocon was really good. We had a lot of good sales. We sold through Kyle's new book. We had a good time there. Like we all made it back COVID free. I had a very pleasant time. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad everyone enjoyed themselves, you know, both at table and like after hours. Yeah. Like I got to have some really good conversations with some of the writer guilds people and like, it was very pleasant. Mm -hmm. Like no real complaints on the con side at all. The, the game room made me feel pretty good about where I've got my department headed and, you know, like I, 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 I like to go to cons and get eyes on, yeah, because they're so fucking big. Anthrocon, what fourteen thousand people or something this year, some ungodly number, and see how they do certain things. Yeah, because just because was... they're big as hell doesn't mean that they're like the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. And every you know, con has areas that it excels, and areas where other cons are yeah. better at it. And so, like, I'm not casting shade here, but I'm just like, okay, I've seen how they do X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna take some of that and synthesize it into how i do my own stuff yeah so, so i also ended up unexpectedly going to anthrocon this yeah year. so my folks live out in virginia right northern virginia right on the border between that and west virginia and i'd been kicking around going out and seeing them in late spring early summer but because of some medical stuff uh, my other half siam didn't have uh, any pto left for the year well luckily both of our companies are cool if we do working vacations one of the perks of like work from home is you can go someplace and work and have a you know kind of do vacation-y stuff in the afternoon and evening well we've been trying to get the details together um stay with my dad but my dad lives in the boonies and he's had some problems with his internet lately he's gone through a couple different providers because his main one just decided to stop servicing his area Ugh, it's a problem with rural areas yeah. that happen sometimes and he's just like so he's been fighting to try and find something stable and he thinks that he might you know but i didn't like want to trust it not with hey i'm gonna be out here for two weeks and oops now i have to go like rent go to like a hotel or something yeah to work for like two weeks so like my my dad lives a little bit outside of town he's kind of about five miles out crappy reception for a lot of stuff my sister lives almost in the center of town, and her husband has worked from home the entire time that they've lived there. I knew they had good internet. So I kept trying to poke her and say, hey, can I use you guys as a fallback if dad's uh, internet tanks? I don't want to have to like go live in a hotel. Like, no commitment. Finally, I pinned her down and said, okay, look, we're coming up on the time period where we can do this because we had Juneteenth off, and then... Uh, Fourth of July was on a nice weekend mm-hmm. because you, you just took Monday off and you could kind of bridge it. So it's like, look, I've got a great time to take time off, you know, to travel. Mm-hmm. Are we doing this? And finally I get a yes and then we go out. So it's a 20 hour drive from here to my dad's. We usually do. I've done it straight. It sucks. Uh, we usually stop on the other side of Memphis, uh, break it into like two 10 hour drives. That's pretty much what Taryn did this year. So we, we, we. Two days out, uh, we go, we set up at my dad's, and it's fine. Like, it, it, it is great. Oldest nephew graduated high school. He's working full-time and going to, like, college. They're on break now, so I have to work around his work schedule to do anything with them. But I've got the middle niece and the younger nephew. And I've been there for a couple days. Finally go down, see my sister, see the kids. And my niece, who she had kind of half mentioned mentioned it a couple years ago i think she was 12 or 13 and she told siam i'm a furry and we stuck our fingers in our ears and we went la 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 and we ignored that wait did she know that you guys were furries yes okay where i'm not entirely sure exactly how much she knew then because the elder nephew and such sussed out which con i mentioned doing work for oh (laughs) um so they the I guess the elder nephew told her. But yeah, a couple of years ago, she told me she was a furry, but she was like 12 or 13 or fairly young. And I just stuck my fingers in my ears because I am not having that conversation now. Mm. <laughs> well, she's 16 now. And she told us, I'm a furry. And then she showed me a picture of her fursona and she bought adoptables. I'm like, okay. You're 16, fully drunk the Kool-Aid. Okay, I can no longer deny this. 
And she's got one of the, uh, like, not protogens um, synths as a persona. But she's gone fully down the dark side. It's like, okay, I cannot ignore this. You are truly one of my blood. You have gone full furry. Okay. Um, and she mentioned, you know, I'd love to go to TFF some year, but, you know, our spring break never lines up with you and me knowing when her spring break falls and also when TFF is going to be. It's like... That is not going to line up your, the rest of your college years or your rest of your high school years. That ship has sailed. We weren't planning on coming back out next year in the summertime. Probably got to do a fall trip or maybe something. And then we're locked into like graduation time for the two years after that. Basically, look, I said Anthrocon's this weekend and it's four hours away. And he's like, you you want to see if go with her? And I was like, you do you want to see if she could go? So it's like, it's hey, so, you furry, we're gonna throw you into the biggest furry convention <laughs> in the was, world. It wasn't the biggest at that point. It was second because it, it hadn't beat. But it became the biggest it because did. of the three of you. Well, they were three over. <laughs> so, which I mean, if you, Sam, and they did not go, you you're the reason. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. So we, it's like, look, hey, it's this weekend. Do you want to go? And it says, yeah, okay. Then it was like, if you want to go, we'll ask your mom. Ask her mom. She was cool. We And then became the grand adventure of, well, where do we stay in Pittsburgh three days before AC? Oh, right. Yeah. So this was a minor stroke of luck. So Siam uh, has like a booking program he can like for discounts through his rather large company. Mm-hmm. So he went and he pulled up Pittsburgh and saw what deals he could get. And he managed to get a really, really sweet, uh, like a studio um, suite apartment for about the same rate as like everybody else was charging in the area to stay. It had like a really swanky shower. It had a full kitchen. Like, it was a really, really swanky place that was dirt cheap. And we were not the only furries in this place renting places. We uh-huh. saw them in the hall. We also saw the old women that stunk of money and, like, a nanny. And he knows it was a nanny because he asked her a question about, hey, have you seen this in your room, blah, blah, blah. And her answer was, I got, I'm just a nanny. I was like, okay. But there were the furry nerds, and then there were the exceeding normal, wealthy normal patrons. Of hmm. this place. But we got, thanks to his corporate discount or whatever, it shaved off, I think, like 50 bucks off the room a night. It was not bad. Nice. Basically covered the taxes. And we got a really, really sweet room to do AC in it. It was technically walking distance. We ended up Ubering. My legs fucked up. And it was also raining one day, so screw that noise. I'm not walking in the rain to Anthropod. Mm. <laughs> Wet for a smell. Yeah. So we went and, uh, you know, I dragged her all around the dealer's den. We went to, like, the uh, furry kids panel where they did a whole bunch of icebreakers with kids where a bunch of parents just sat around the table and shrugged at each other as they squealed and, like, just went crazy of people. (laughs) Oh, they're furries. Yeah. I mean, and my niece is gregarious and outgoing already. So she was in her element. (laughs) <laughs> we dragged her all around the dealer's den, said hi to Saverin, yep. said hi to Tyrion. Surprised the heck out of Ajax, who didn't know I was going to be there. Um, I very helpfully was like, you know, everything that she can look at is right over here. Yeah, it was <laughs> like we herded her to that end of the table. Mm-hmm. And we took her through the den, and by the time, oh god, that floor in there is pain. Uh-huh. Holy this is, crap. This is why we have the, the black rubber mat yeah, standing like, behind their table. Oh god, I could not... After being on my feet all TFF, I hurt about the same at the end of TFF as I did walking five hours on that concrete floor. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It took five hours because it was a crush. They had to like let people in early uh, <laughs> because they were breaking fire code out in the hallway. Yep. So they let people in early and it was packed. Like It took me about two and a half hours to do half of the den because you could only inch forward a couple inches with the sea. Like, it was a crush of people. But, you know, said hi to a bunch of people I know. Bought her a ton of stuff. You know, by the time the kid left, she had Mary Mouse badges. People had given her stickers and lanyards. I bought her pins. She had certified badges. She had... I bought her a tail. She got a one of the LED collars. She, I just kidded her out. I was like, this is going to be the last time. First and last time I'm going to be able to do this with 
the kid. Let's do it in style, and we do, went the we went hard because mm-hmm. probably gonna be after she graduates high school, maybe, and that's if like her college spring break lines up with TFF. Yeah. So it's like okay, we're good. We're if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it. Yeah. So. We took her to the parade, we went through the den, we looked through the art show, uh, we tried to find pails. That was my biggest disappointment about AC, is they didn't have a ton of pails. There was like maybe one or a couple running at any given time, but there just wasn't a lot to do that wasn't the dealer's den. There were like a couple meet and greets, like ferrets and whatever, you know, there were like species, meet and greet, like something like that, or like one crafting panel or whatever. Mm. There just wasn't a lot to do. I was kind of surprised. I think it just depends on what kind of panels you're looking for. Because I know one year there was like 40 riding panels. Yeah, so and I, I know Ajax was on several like of them. I saw a couple. But his were also later in the day, and so, you know. Yeah, yeah and like Ajax and were on like a lot of the adult ones. Yeah, it's just a question of finding where the hell they are. Because they're up on, like, the fourth floor of the DLCC. Yeah, I was just was looking at the, the schedule, and it's like, plus we were going to do what she wanted to do, and she wasn't interested in a lot, so we end up, like, bouncing around, looking at, you know, like, doing a lot of people watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that's the thing. You can just wander around and, like, just see, like, a lot of people I mean, if she has a phone, just getting all the fursuit photos she could have won. She didn't really take much, but she oogled a whole bunch, and apparently she knew a whole bunch of the famous TikTokers. Oh. And streamers. That's a big thing with the kids, apparently, TikTok. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's this, this, this. It's like, okay. We, we did the parade, and she was pointing out, like, she recognized from the parade. The parade was, like, two hours. Mm-hmm. There were so many fursuiters. It, it, and they actually had a, for a parade, they actually had a band. Like, they started the whole thing off I think about twenty or thirty person band, huh. and it was funny because you could go and you had all kinds of horns and other stuff. Yeah, and you go through. It's like let's see, you were in band, you were in band because they have the very like marching band because they had the very upright carriage with the, the the held at perfectly level and the whole like proper for lack of stance carriage whatever they they walk like marching band people. Right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yep, band, band, band. Maybe the rest of you are just slouching, but definitely a band kid, band kid, band kid. Um, did, did a lot of the, the Pittsburgh locals come like they usually do? Uh, if they did, it was kind of like out. We managed to stay undercover. We okay. were just, we managed to pick right where they were starting. Like we were so probably un- about two Under chunks. that DLCC, like. Yeah, which thankfully, yeah. because there's that water underneath it actually had like a cooling effect for down there right yeah it was a lot nicer than i was expecting it was just so buggy it wasn't it was warm but it was so humid Mm -hmm. Uh, so it took us about two hours to melt and watch the parade yeah and then we drove it took we left saturday night so that we could be home late saturday evening because we had a family thing planned Mm. oh god so a nightmare scenario oh real quick before we move on how far away from the con was the place you were staying about four hours no 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 i mean the the swanky hotel room that you got about a mile oh okay all right it was like e tate's executive living Mm. highly recommend it because they have like a full kitchen it had a king bed and a pull-out queen Mm-hmm. But there were plenty of floor space if people wanted to, you know, yeah, bring mattress. cots. Yeah. Like, it would be a great place to stay off-site, especially if you were some of the types that wanted to cook your own meals. Because it mm. had everything you need. They had pots and pans and a full-size fridge. It had a washer and dryer. Right. So It's basically an apartment. Yeah. So, I could see easily splitting this place with a bunch of other folks and having, like, like I see some of the dealers just splitting it and that way they could have like cooking instead of going out to eat yeah just as a way to save money yeah it wasn't too bad at all and the kid definitely won all of the oh let's try this place to eat uh-huh. uh we stopped somewhere along that there's like a street right by it and one of the bars that had like tacos and she got like enchiladas or something and hers were way better than tacos tacos were good hers was way better and we stopped at this little on the way to on saturday it was like we wanted breakfast or food, because the food in the convention center sucked. Mm. Like, we ate there instead of having to leave on Friday. 
And because uh, we managed to get our badges late on Thursday night, we got in there like 15 min- minutes before they closed. So oh, I managed okay. to on-site Thursday night. There was nobody waiting in the on-site registration, whereas pre-reg was packed to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so we just walked in, did on-site, and we were set for Friday morning. Yeah. So Saturday, and I highly recommend this if you ever go up there, even if you just go hang out, there was a Turkish breakfast place. They had their main uh, restaurant across the street, but they had, uh, you know, like Turkish tea, a lot of like that kind of stuff from you would see like alongside Jasmine's like, but they had made a killer breakfast. Um, and the kid who was kind of having an upset stomach and didn't eat much of her breakfast ordered chocolate banana crepes mm-hmm. yeah and it was they were phenomenal like they did some kind of weird pastry cream on top and fresh mm. really like really good fresh perfect bananas and it wasn't too sweet but the kids art mine was good i got a very i got like a french toast with assorted fruit and like a uh, flour syrup that's kind of native to turkey Made of like an orchid something. Oh, fun. Very hmm. lightly sweet. I'd have to Google what it is. Not super like terribly sweet. Yeah. So it's very pleasant. Siam got like eggs with uh, spiced potatoes and these chunks of Turkish sausage that were really good. Mm. Um, but the kids, ours were good. The kids was amazing. I highly recommend going and eating at this place. It is phenomenal. And if their dinner time stuff is as good as their breakfast brunch stuff, then their dinner time has got to be phenomenal because the cool. food was really good. No, but we mostly, we bounced around. People watched. She had a great time. We ended up, so you know, in the convention center, there's the river walk in the middle. Yeah. And they got the Jersey barriers. Well, they had seating on one side that was sparsely. So we ended up crossing over to buy the river walk and on the Jersey uh, barriers and she popped up and sat on the uh, Jersey Varian. Me and Siam just leaned, we we're not that spry. And she was getting high fives and just <laughs> all these things of the suitors, having the time of her life. <laughs> but it's like I had none of my furry stuff with me because I was not planning on going to AC. Oh. Like I had none of my badges, I only had like one nerdy shirt because I was just gonna go be a normie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> it, it was the least furry convention I'd done in a long time. And so I ended... you and Siam totally had that normies bringing their furry kid to the con sort of and, vibe. And it's like, and I am one of the, he's like, no, I am so not a normie. But <laughs> with me looking so normie and obviously escorting the kid who was not normie, who was just like all swagged up. Yeah. We got approached by a whole bunch of people just asking us about it because we look pretty safe oh you're approachable yeah and oh god so we're racing to get back for sunday yeah i had gotten there apparently i have four sisters out there Mm -hmm. and you know everybody's married um one of them had come down from new hampshire and everybody else lives there so they had rented a a bus and they were going to go on a winery tour them and their various spouses and there's a couple wives and there's a couple of husbands because some of my sisters married more women there is definitely a higher tilt of estrogen in my (laughs) family because there are five girls no boys and some of us brought in more women and of course i brought in two dudes yeah my family knows and you know so it's was supposed to be we have to be at my sister's house at x time to go on a uh, this winery tour. Mm. Well, Siam sleeps like crap that night, and he's hurting. So I ended up driving. It's an hour to my sister's. There's a reason why Siam always drives, because Siam gets car sick. And mm. Siam had, was already feeling icky and from like not sleeping well. And the hour in the car, he... And, she lives on a very up and down and twisty hill. Oh, no. Think like uh, if you've ever seen like uh, San Francisco with some of those hills, there's a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. So by the time we got there, he's exhausted. He's incredibly car sick. And he was probably just going to end up staying there and being, after he napped it off, auxiliary babysitter because uh-huh. there were three children. 
to mm-hmm. have to help find it. We got there alongside the babysitter, nice girl, to discover the second disaster of the day. So Siam's already out. He's not going to go ride in the bus because he wasn't sure he was going to be able to. He, he, he realized he should have considered this before this because he knew he was prone to getting carsick and forgot about it. Well, he's already carsick and he is off the menu. He was going to go downstairs and just sleep off the nausea and then when we're back, great. Well, the second disaster of the day. I get there and several, two of the husbands are missing and so is one of the, the add-on wives. My God, did you send out a search No, party? no, it was, it, no, it's the, one of my sisters. And I say this because she, this is from the side that married into the family. And I've met her like twice. I've talked to her a bunch online. Mm. Met her in person twice. But she's part of my stepsister. She's missing as well as two of the husbands. And we find out that's because she's at urgent care. And she's at urgent care because she headbutted the dog. And when she headbutted the dog, somehow his canine teeth had hooked her in the lip and gone through. Oh, man. So she had was at urgent care because he he's very excitable and also rather solid. And he was bouncing and she was bouncing and headbutted him. And somehow something, and it was just, it was just, boop. That's a hell of a way to get a lip piercing. So <laughs> the, she's at, the, the bus to take us places is already here. They're like, how long is she going to be at urgent care? We don't know. All this other stuff. My One of the husbands had gone off to see if he could do anything about it because he's a doctor and could technically stitch up her face if it came down to it, but that's not his forte. But he could. Give us a fishing line so, and a sewing needle. In the end, between the car sick and we don't know what's happening with uh, my sister's face. We all just looked at each other. Let's just stay here. We'll break out some wine and we'll just spend the day in. (laughs) Which is what we ended up doing. And eventually she got back. And apparently there's a family version of Cards Against Humanity. Apples to apples? No, no. It's actually Cards uh, Cards Against the Family. And there's a lot of poop jokes in there. Let me tell you. A lot (laughs) of poop jokes, a lot of butts. Mm. And me and she ended up being as part of the playing it and i won it with two things one uh one was uh it's like everything it was like blank it's like i managed to win it but going to the emergency room which is like too soon mm-hmm. and the other was uh girls just want to have blank and i had the perfect card for it because girls just want to have girls for my two <laughs> a grand total of the four lesbians and the half lesbian in the house mm. and that was just like Yep, yep. <laughs> but in the end, we stayed in. We drank wine. We laughed about the dog piercing. Siam managed to get unnauseous. You've both flipped back and forth like eight times during I this know. episode, so. <laughs> yeah, calling him for Siam. Yeah, oh, I know. Well, I mean, well, there's a million out there, so. Yep. But this one is mine. But this one is mine. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was, there was a makeshift charcuterie based on what we all had in the snack bags for the, the bus ride. <laughs> there was, we, we door dashed in McAllister's Deli and mm, we raided my sister's wine store and we just sat all around in my sister's house with no air conditioning. Oh. Well, it's a cool house. Don't get me wrong. Uh, she's got, like, it's a huge old historic house. Ah, okay. And it used to be half of a women's college. Hmm. So them and the house next door, are they're, like, multi-story, all wood floors, all this other stuff. They used to be one building. And they cut out the middle of this, and now they're two large ancient buildings. And they're really good, but good luck getting air conditioning in a historic house. Right. So we're sitting there and sweltering. Finally, about five o'clock, it's like, we need to get back home to pack to drive home. And plus, it's probably about 85. The humidity is about 85%. And I'm dying. It's like, it's been fun. It's been weird. <laughs> <laughs> we headed back to start pack to head home. But it was just, talk about mm. the most weird, the, the fucking lip piercing be a dog tooth. And they eventually just cleaned it up, 
and then kind of sealed it up with a little bit of like glue and like uh, some of those little tiny butterfly yeah uh, stitches it's, it, it, the butterfly band-aids and so she had that on her lip it's like how how do you headbutt a dog and give yourself a lip piercing because it was definitely not a snap it was just clank because he's a sweet boy he's just mm-hmm. dumb and bouncy right. very enthusiastically lovey he makes Bo look calm um <laughs> <laughs> but he's also he bounces and he bounces and he bounces and he's solid yeah. So, yeah, that was my weird Sunday that completely went nowhere. We did retain the babysitter to take care of the three children so that we didn't have to worry about them. Yeah, because we were <laughs> all, like, drinking a shitload of wine. And... We didn't get too sloshed because it was, I mean, there were eight of us. No, ten of us. Because mm. everybody had a spouse with them, and there's five of us. I mean, a bottle of wine doesn't go that far when you divide it ten ways, honestly. See, that's why you just need to go get a bunch of other non-wine things like mm-hmm. that. Well, yeah, I brought back some of the wine that we got from there because I didn't like it and said, you like it, take it. So I got I got so much fucking wine and cider I brought back. Yeah, the cider that I had earlier was really good. The unfiltered double yeah. cider, double apple cider, it was really tasty. Mm. 6.9%. I was feeling it like, oh, wow, there's a lot in this. I figured it would burn off by the time you went home. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm fine now. So it, it was a hell of a trip. It was a good trip. And it was unusual in that we didn't know exactly what day we were coming back. Because we had gone out there and we had worked two weeks. And then planning after the fourth, we took those three days off um, and said, okay, guys, depending what everybody else has planned, we will drive back sometime the week of the 4th. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know, because got see above about getting anybody to tell me their plans. I couldn't get a solid answer on if we were doing a 4th of July picnic or what. Right. I was like, fine, we'll just leave, leave that open-ended. And then we, we, I think we got back on the 4th. Sometimes that's kind of nice to just have like a, eh, we'll get back when we get back. It's it not was, a big deal. It was, yeah. it was amazingly relaxing to not have to rush to be home by you know so if we wanted to stop an extra night along the way we could Mm. we could stay a day later we could leave a day earlier it was really nice to not have to have a hard point to be back home by besides sometime that week we got home on the fourth so we had a whole bunch of just pto around the house got to hang out with sarah and just have some actual vacation here. Yeah. It was nice. That that was actually really relaxing to not have to worry about getting home. Yeah. And working out there, it was a very different trip. I'm glad I did two weeks. Just because up until like 5 o'clock their time, I'm working. Yeah. So you have a couple hours in the evening to go see people or do anything. But yeah, it was it was a very interesting, very different trip. I think I would happily do it again. But it's definitely unusual and very... It would take some getting used to and trying to figure out how to do it better or... But it was really great. Mm. I also hadn't been away from home for over two weeks. And a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah was saying, come home, the cats miss you. They keep coming up and, you know, just say, love me. I cannot keep petting all of these cats. <laughs> Yeah, normally it's distributed amongst several people. Well, they also like me. They're all wicked attached to me. Not do through anything I did. I do. They just decide I'm their person. That's what cats do. Yeah. And unfortunately, all of them think I'm it. Um. So they were worried, and and when I'm around, they're not constantly in my face, but they are usually somewhere in orbit around me like they will be in some other part of the room sleeping mm-hmm. but if i move and like i go from the bedroom to the kitchen to make dinner eventually some of them will drift in to keep an eye on me if i go elsewhere they will drift and they will be around somewhere like they're not in my face but they they, they are in my general vicinity except i wasn't there and they were worried and they needed reassurance and so <laughs> drew was petting and holding all of the cats He's like, come home, I only have two hands. Yeah, Adam was very excited to see me as well. Panther told me that he just slept on the couch a couple nights and stayed in his cube just in case I got home late. Like, little man is is my dog, my little guy. And so 
when I finally got back, he clung to me for several days. Yeah. And he still is keeping an eye on me lately. Like, he alternates between being under my feet and under Panther's feet while he's at, at his work desk. But he, he follows me to the bathroom all the time now. Like, if I go from my office to the bedroom bathroom, he will follow me in there, nose open the door, and curl up at my feet. To in case make sure you step into a portal and end up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and, and <laughs> if I disappear or something, he just positions himself in the way that he can like make sure to keep an eye on me at all times. So little man has been very like glad that I'm home. And <laughs> thankfully he does not headbutt. <laughs> He'll try to lick your face. Well, he also has, has a much smaller head. Yeah. So this dog not nearly as rock like. Yeah, yeah, very rock like. So he was half husky, half something. Very pretty dog. Probably golden or something. There's a lot going on there, but my God! He, so mm. he's probably about you know about that high, about that long, but he's kind of stout and he's very dense and yeah. That just sounds like a real nightmare of a dog, honestly. Oh no, he he's a sweetheart. He is really really sweet. He's just enthusiastic. Yeah, mm. you have the enthusiasm of a golden retriever and the energy of a husky, though. Oh God, yeah. So, um, I do have a one cool thing though that we're gonna have to talk about next week. We'll have to get like ajax involved somehow because uh-huh. he and i are going to the meow wolf uh, space tomorrow that, yeah oh. we've got that on the um to-do list once the uh so, more availability what's the up. initial crush of people that yeah apparently they're sold out for months so yeah like wow. there, there was if I, I looked at their website earlier today mm-hmm. and there was availability but there was like six tickets for tomorrow available so he and I are doing the 10 a.m. tomorrow, so I have to be up very early to wake up and get mm. him and get over there. So we're gonna go and see whatever the hell it is, and like we and got it's acid, it's an acid trip. Yeah, we got the, the all the way the expensive tickets. I need to like reimburse him or something because um, mm. he bought them when because like the moment they went on sale, he was like, got them. Yeah, because we both wanted to go see it. So mm-hmm. uh, that that'll be our cool thing. I'll have to talk about it next week i'll share photos in telegram fan chat if you join that if you're not in there already me me i'm saying that like i'm not posting to twitter anymore oh yeah so or talk to the audience yeah for those at home sometimes he talks to us sometimes he talks to our theoretical listeners i'll put them in the telegram fan chat so that you can see them and ajax will put them in our chat with fuzz and i and and ajax and cool we'll, we'll share the photographs so that people can see them but I'm not posting to Twitter anymore. So, you know, that's just because Twitter fucking sucks. Like, they've literally weaponized outrage farming and being a shit, like, very selectively. But, like, if you're a right-wing dick licker for so, Elon Musk... So, Meow Wolf, that sounds really cool and interesting. Yeah, so it's like, I'm not using Twitter because of shit like that. Like, outrage farming is the name of the game. We're not doing that. But so anyway, Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf. I want to go see that. I want to go to their Vegas one and see uh, Omega Mart before <laughs> Vegas becomes, like, a hellhole too hot to fly out of. You won't believe what's in store for you. Yeah, we fucked up our visit to that. Um, so they had lots of availability the entire time we were out there. And then when, So I we went out there once, and I had apparently somehow bought the ticket to the one up in Denver. Oh, oops. Oh. Um, mm. And we couldn't... St- we had, like, a timetable to get back, so we couldn't wait for the next one where they had openings at. Then when we went to go back again, well, where they've had availability every time I checked, and I checked like a wide variety of days, then they were sold out the day that we decided to go and see it again. So we didn't, but there's like the central, like Omega Mart is like a thing, but they also had like a whole bunch of like other art installations outside of the actual Omega Mart, which is what you have to pay to get into. Oh, so you can walk like, around and look at cool shit. Yeah, so there's like little shops. There's a whole bunch of stuff, you know. So it, it is neat on the outside. We didn't get, actually get into a Mega Mart, but every it was a cool trip, anyways. Do not mm. regret. But I want to go see the one here. Yep. Just when it's more sane. Looking Sometime. forward to it. Yep. It also means I need to make sure that my alarms are set because, by God. Yeah, I'm you not, better wake up and get ready. And get the that. dog and get out there. No. Yeah. I have three alarms set now for 8, 8 a.m., yeah. 8.15. So we should wrap up then. Yeah, because so it's 9.42 and we're old. we got to get our sleep in. And you got your get your mouth wolf in. Oh, yeah. Mouth so wolf. I'll, I'll da, da, da. probably edit this tomorrow afternoon. I'm not going to try to do it tonight. Okay. So 
Uh, you can find Shiva and I in the Telegram fan chat. Um, you, there's always join links in the show notes. Um, there's still more than 200 people in there and to have good conversations and good smut. Um, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash where I'll probably post the uh, episode, edited episodes that kind of got spiked just for funsies as freebies. And then also you can buy some books at furplanet.com, furplanet.com. Woo! Buy some books, baddogbooks.com. Buy some ebooks. You can also follow us on Mastodon now at furplanet at animal.business. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't really felt like dealing with Mastodon because I'm mm. like, I have reasons. But yeah, but it's good that there's furry business ones. There's like a furry con instance as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that all the con, all, a lot of the cons are on which that's very yeah, handy someone brought that up like we need to be on there for fiesta and someone's like we've been on there oh okay <laughs> so so yeah that's gonna wrap up this week and uh we'll i'll hopefully have cool shit to talk to you guys about next week when it comes to meow wolf i definitely want to hear about it yep yeah. so on that note good night and i need a nap